I I may be a nerd, but I am not Urkel. Okay. Maybe. Not I'm not Mister. Okay. It what's funny is that I I was talking. You know, we were talking. There was a joke that we did right before this, and I'm not going to say it. Sure. We, we know this, but I I did ask someone what was Urkel's last name, <laughs> and um, then I had to realize. And and then you were like, wait a minute. Yeah. It's it's in the damn name. Yeah, it's in the name. Steven Urkel. Well, how about how about there's like there's Mario Mario and Luigi Mario sometimes, you know, it could be it Well, could, Urkel Urkel sounds Urkel. like an alien. That that's yeah. what it sounds like. You sound like you're a damn alien from outer space. What was uh Robin Williams alien called? Um Mort? Mor- Mork Mork from Ork. There you go. It could be it could have been Urkel from Urkel. How about I, I would say Garth from Actually, Earth, but I, those don't really those don't really work out together. I don't know why more people aren't named after the planet they're from. Like I feel like Earth should be the most common name. Well, I mean, there are people named like Terra. It's true, but I'm saying is, that Terra like, is Latin, if, right? Is that is that what that is? It's from uh, I think so. A Captain Planet. What about Gaia? Yeah, well, why would it? It's it's from Captain Planet, but he's. I guess I guess he's not his name's not Captain Earth. I'm sorry, that's true. He's, his, it's yeah, his his name is not. It's well, yeah. So I guess it could be any planet. Um, <laughs> he's a cap. He's all. He's a captain of all the planets. Actually, that would be. I, it would be kind of funny if it was like I'm Captain Planet, and then it, yeah, he, he says that. By the way, um, but then there's an episode where he just gets called to like Mars, and it's like I'm not used to dealing with this shit. I'm used to dealing with evil. You know, Oil Oil Corporate, yeah. is played by <laughs> Jeff Goldblum and stuff like that. But he, he's got to deal with some Wait, real alien is monsters. is Jeff Goldblum the bad guy in the Captain Planet movie? Uh, he's in the TV show. The TV oh. show has a pretty stacked cast. Can you tell? Can you do your you do your uh, Jeff Goldblum impression? I don't have a Jeff Goldblum impression. I could just go. Uh, I'm 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 going faster. Do I? I wonder if I have one off the dome. Here we go. Yeah. Um. Nope. <laughs> I was gonna, I was so hold saying. on. I just got to say really quick. One of the creators of the show, uh, yeah. Captain Planet, the Planeteers, is named Tom Beer. That's a man I want to know. <laughs> he invented your favorite drink. That's right. But Ed Asner was in this. Whoopi Goldberg. Um, what if you Tim were named Curry, after Frank the thing Welker, you love to do? Whoopi. Margot Kidder, John Ratzenberger, Meg Ryan. There's a lot of people in this damn show. Yeah, it's Maurice almost... LaMarche. Oh, my favorite. Uh, what are we going to do? No, wait, no. <laughs> I don't no, know why I, I, I was going to do what Brain says. No, yeah, what Brain says. What are we going to do today, Brain? Same thing we always do, Pinky. Brain take over the world. That's my Maurice um, LaMarche impression. And it's pretty good. I mean, Thank it's you. it's just a good... It's an Orson Welles impression. Orson Welles. Yeah. Uh, have you seen... Uh, yeah, I mean, my, fav- my favorite thing... Yeah. My favorite thing is in the movie uh, Ed Wood, where they have Orson Welles as a character, um, and so they get Vincent D'Onofrio to play him, but they got Maurice LaMarche to do the voice because Vincent D'Onofrio couldn't do it, <laughs> so they just have him dubbed over. Yeah, it's, but it's, it is that that the combination of those two people, it is a really good Orson Welles. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things where do you does it matter if the character sounds like the person and. In most cases, you don't do that unless they have an iconic voice. Like, you gotta have someone who can do a Nixon voice to play Richard Nixon. Mm. You gotta have someone who can do a JFK voice to play JFK. 
and you have to have someone that sounds like Orson Welles to do anything Orson Welles related. What does he sound like in Mank? Let me look at Mank. Oh, I don't Orson think he Welles. does. I think that's the one where they avoided it because I, I know we watched that one together during the pandemic and I was like, yeah. I was just waiting to get to that point because I'm like, I want to hear. Wait, hold on. Here's the scene where he's talking. Okay. Put aside gratitude, Mank. Is that, is that what he, is that what's going to be it? We're going to look yeah. He's, he's, they're having a big fight. Mank and Orson are fighting, which, I don't know, that makes me sad. It's, it's like when you I see my You may never fight. work in this town again, Mank. I don't know, that doesn't sound like it to me. Yeah. Um. He's, it anyways, just sounds like he, a guy doing, a, like, a mid-Atlantic accent. Uh, just, like, yeah. We have a contract that you understood and agreed to. It's not really like a, like, it's, it's like Frasier talking over there, you know? Mm-hmm. People in the comment section love this damn movie. At 129, he apparently sounds exactly like Orson. Let me see. But yeah, yeah, skip skip to it. <laughs> it's just him saying maybe. <laughs> maybe. It's because um, it's a breathy maybe. Maybe. It's a breath it's a breathy maybe. Hey, speaking of breathy maybe, um I hear you're getting into a new profession. I am, in yeah. In the low-cost yeah. industry. Yeah, that's right. Thanks for bringing it back. Uh, yeah. yeah, I, uh, I'm, I, I've decided, actually, if, if the products I'm selling are at a very, very low and competitive price, or if I may, if I myself am worth a low and competitive price. Or it's like you're just like you're just like always, you know, going into restaurants and ordering hot soup and then packets of ketchup to make get yourself a free meal or sorry, I mean, hot water. Yeah, and packets of ketchup. <laughs> yeah, like make some hobo soup. Thing. Yeah, hobo <laughs> soup. Oh, I got ice. I got some ice soup. For I got you. some ice soup. <laughs> I'm so loud. I'm so giggly today. Uh, You're a giggly yeah. boy. According to oh, I forgot what the what's the guy's name. I had to like scroll to find it again. What the hell is the guy? His name like like Vincent D'Onofrio. Oh, do we get a Vincent <laughs> yeah. D'Onofrio? Yeah, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna find out what Vincent this... D'Onofrio said this. Yeah. Hello, I'm Vincent D'Onofrio. As Orson Welles. Um, no, yeah. it's uh, it's this guy named. Nope, can I can't even pronounce that? Uh, he says uh, I I look like a cheap pimp. For those of you who don't know, uh, Derek loves posting this photo of me of me uh, at, at at taken at church. If people don't don't recognize it at this point, uh, but I'm wearing my my brown Natty Adams suit, which is now MJ's with a brown. Um, uh, like a brown western shirt and it's me looking sexy as hell it's like one of the coolest photos of all time ever taken of myself because it's just me taking a photo of myself um <laughs> little masturbatory as Boy. i call it uh are but you it was masturbating inc- right now are you doing a oh! on the zoom call yeah i'm a, I'm a remember little... him i do i do remember that they also kind of referenced that uh in what we do in the shadows uh where he's all like Ooh. oh i'm sorry i was too busy jacking it to all of your beautiful faces um and that was uh that was mark porsche whatever the fucking whatever that guy's name is oh the, uh, yeah the, the, the guy who plays like boring the or vampire, like the, yeah, the, the energy the, well they're energy. all vampires the energy vampires. Energy, energy vampires that's right yeah um but but yeah so derek always loves to include me whenever he's talking about young guys and tailoring and that is one example where he's saying like oh you know people think you look like urkel but here is a uh, old guy, <laughs> a short, a shorter guy, a big guy, a and a young man. guy, and uh, that that refers to Nicolas Gabaud, 
uh, of Husbands. I'm pretty sure it was uh, Urban Composition, Peter Zalatolo, uh, Tony Sylvester, and then good old Ethan M. Wong, yours truly. And, uh, you know, it's like, look, look at these guys. These guys wear high-waisted pants really well, and they, they avoid that. And um, a guy called me. Everyone looks good except for that cheap pimp. A- the Asian guy looks like a cheap pimp. And so that's me. Hmm. I'm, a, I'm a fucking cheap pimp. Um, You're a damn cheap pimp. That is, well, you um, yeah. What do we, yeah, what do we think that means? Do we think that means, yeah, that you just, like, your prices that you're offering are low? Or do we think it means that you're, like, I got to get half-ply toilet paper? When I go to the store, I had to save the money. Just no, I, I get I get the two ply, and I have that device from the office that splits it up into individual <laughs> plies. You know, yeah. Reply the toilet paper. I don't think it works like that. Reply it. <laughs> um, do you think that they got that? Is that guy supposed to be like Moe's? Like, I wonder like how they got him to be in that show because it's like it's like with Gabe. They clearly saw uh, Silicon Valley. And, like, we want we want to do that. And Did then, Silicon so, Valley come out after, or sorry, before I, um, he I was wanna, Gabe? Yeah, I want to say that it does predate Gabe's... Um, Gabe Wad? <laughs> what are the other calling here? the office quarter, folks. In, uh, <laughs> in, in April 2014, I want to say first appearance of Gabe. In first season appearance six. of okay, Gabe. Okay, season six. <laughs> And season six. Okay, come on, tell me when season six. Season six of The Office. Oh shit, twenty nine, two thousand nine. So it predated by like five years. That's Damn. that seems crazy to me, actually. So maybe so, so wait, Silicon you... Valley is based on Gabe then. That, that's what I thought. Yeah. Okay, so I guess my he, that's the opposite. He's a complete Gabe head. Um, yeah. Gabe head. But any, what were you talking about before we got into games? Oh yeah, okay, I got. I remember here Silicon Valley. So here's yeah. here's what's crazy to me. I remember one time a guy was all like, <clears throat> "I can't hop on that high waisted trouser trend." And I go trend like that's, and if anything, low waisted was the trend, bro. And we're finally going back to the original, and yeah, and that that's not what inspired this this uh, episode. But that is something I thought of because it's it's funny how anytime anything happens in the world of fashion, people are like, oh, that's just a trend. It's like – and I feel like we got to talk about what trends are, how we view trends, and most importantly, and what we actually are talking about here is how we engage with them and how we find out what applies to us. And that's, that's the introduction. This is Style and Direction, a mentor podcast without the stuffiness. I am Ethan M. Wong. I'm Spencer DSO. And I'm MJ. Before we move on, I do want to say I saw I followed Kiyoshi on TikTok. And it's funny because he's gonna hear wow. this like two two months later. Um but his <laughs> Ten his in. his bio says menswear without the pretentiousness. And I'm like, okay, huh. all right, hold on now. <laughs> like that that's uh you're you're a little stealing our intellectual property. We Proper should uh, we should sign. sue him. <laughs> that's right. We should uh, we should yeah, actually sue him. We've... We've actually just, yeah, retained the services of an intellectual property lawyer. Um, you will be hearing from him. Yeah. Mark, what does this mean? I'm doing a little, uh, <laughs> I'm doing a oh, okay, little there you social go. network you're, thing. You're doing a little social network? Yeah, we, you know, and then, and then, and then uh, Mark, Mark can't stop talking about the chicken. Uh, yeah, we're, we are kind of like the, um, we're kind of like the, the Winklevoss triplets in a way. 
Yeah, that's that's right. There's there's I'm I'm six two and there's three of me or whatever. That's right. I'm I'm six. Well, I wonder what we would be if we combined all three of our heights because that's or what the, we or are. You mean or the the average of the our average. heights or com- or literally our, combined yeah, or I guess we could do the average of our heights, but okay, I'm not here to do five math. eight times two plus what six feet or whatever. Yeah, that's okay. Five feet eight. That's six. That's that's ten. That's ten sixteen, which is eleven one, plus six. That's so that's seventeen one. Okay, that that's seven. Okay. Yeah. We're we're <laughs> that's, seventeen. That's like that's foot. like roughly like a, a a story and a half, I think. Okay, we're Maybe. taller than a we're taller than the damn Navi. That's that's a good start, I'll say. Yeah. Oh, good, good. That's what we, I want. I, I believe, actually look up Navi height. They're like nine feet tall. They're not yeah, they're like nine to ten feet tall. Okay, yeah. Come on, we we know this. We know this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, we're talking about we're talking about trends in this episode, and how would you how would you guys cons- uh you know characterize a trend? I like how you said that. So you were so concise, or not, I don't know. So uh, your dictation way, was so clear when you said that. Trend. Um. I, I would I would I don't know I would just say it's uh, something that kind of catches like catches steam in the um, I guess in like you know like mainstream culture or something like that like something that you start seeing pop up uh, you know first on like social media and then in like you know like menswear blogs magazines stuff like that whatever's hip um, and popular yeah and then eventually it'll trickle down into like fucking you know target or whatever <laughs> yeah and i guess um, uh you know if you you know our favorite book status and culture you know it's like once it gets to you know to that apex of predators fidelity banal- yeah apex apex predators that's when it be- that's when the trend is dead right when you start seeing it at, at target but how i don't think i don't think that salvage showing up at target killed the salvage trend well, because I—that's also—I wouldn't necessarily call that like that's a trend, a, a, tr- <laughs> or, a yeah. trend. Because well, I guess it like it. Well, no, I think it was a trend, um, but that's also just like a, a construction method. You know, <laughs> it's like a type of, it's like a type of specific fabric. It's like you know, in the same way that, yeah, you could say that there was like probably like a trend for like like I, I don't know tweed or something like that a few years oh, ago. Yeah. But it's like obviously, yeah, like obviously, menswear enthusiasts are still wearing tweed and stuff like that. It's like just because you start seeing like shitty tweeds at, yeah, Target or you know like um, whatever other store that I don't want to offend people who shop there, I guess. <laughs> but um, like you know, it's it's not gonna make it so people who are into fashion stop wearing tweed. Yeah, the need is still there. I mean, yeah, the I mean, need. I guess you could consider like. Yeah. When it comes to menswear, the interesting thing about trends is that it's it's kind of like people just discovering something that maybe is niche at that point in time. Uh, it might not always have disappeared completely, and then mm-hmm. people kind of resurrect it. And then, of course, usually it's some kind of tastemaker, you know, talking about status and culture, people who have high status that people aspire to have or want to be a part of, and then that kind of just you know, disseminates and that's how we have a trend where people want to do this. You know, we think about like, I, I can't recall if Emma Chamberlain did it, but like the whole, like, you know, lower East side look that we see of like, you know, the, the mini or the baby tee with like the maxi skirt, uh, with like the little, like the kind of like that, 
I, I call it like a charm belt, like the metal belt that has like the big pieces to it, the kind of clunky belt with the cowboy boots mm-hmm. with like the kind of Y2K sunglasses, um, more like the chunky kind. Like that that look is trending, and maybe by the time we're talking about this, it's, it's gone, you know, but, but you know, but, um, but like, yeah, I mean, and then you think about, well, why does that happen? I'm sure, again, an influencer did it, and then it kind of characterizes, you know, the lower east side, which some people want to aspire to, to be a part of, right? Because that's like a cool, like, the, is that the village? The east, I guess, yeah, the east village, that makes sense, like, you know. We're not New Yorkers. Yeah. We don't know shit. Yeah. I'll use an LA thing. We start seeing the Silver Lake and the Los Feliz girlies wearing it. And then people, you know, love Los Feliz and they want to be a part of that whole scene. And then now everyone on TikTok is like that, no matter, no matter if you live in Los Feliz or not. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, I think like Spencer says, I think it's just kind of like, you know, when when something just kind of catches the zeitgeist and um, it's it's kind of like news, but like news that you can be a part of. Right. I, news I was, you can use. Well, yeah, I remember I was <laughs> yeah. reading, you know, um, I read this book about uh you know, called Arts Inc. by Bill Ivey. And it, there's a whole little section about, like, heritage and, and how we have a right to our cultural heritage of just, like, you know, like like the history of whatever we've made as human beings and we should be able to use it and reference it. And, you know, that idea of preserving the past is, like, a new... It's, like, a new idea, right? Like, the recorded history is, like, was, like, a novel thing back then. And, and now, you know, not just for history, but, like, having, like, the tapes, the shows, you know? There are lots of shows where they don't exist anymore. But anyway... If you think about like that aspect of it, like trends in, in terms of clothing is almost like I want to have this thing and then like be a part of this thing. You know, it's, it's, it's culture that you can be like literally be a part of. That's that's mm-hmm. why fashion is an interesting thing and why trends are a fascinating part of fashion. Well, because um, I mean, we've talked about this before, yeah. um, I think, or I've, I've seen people discuss it in our discord and stuff like that. But uh, since culture has gotten a lot more like atomized i guess there's there's less um there's less like real subcultures you know where people like like gather and have like shared experiences and stuff like that everything's on the computer now and so um like just like yeah just dressing in these certain ways is um i don't know one way to kind of connect things to the real world (laughs) a little bit yeah and we'll definitely talk about how we take trends because something it's funny that we're talking about this, and and it's not to say that we are trend avoidant. I think we definitely, especially as as JTR and the Discord has made it very clear to us, I think we all participate in trends in our own way. But the classic menswear crowd does it in in a very interesting way, where you know we kind of intentionally maybe do it either really early or like incredibly late, um, and it's not as uh, there's not as much keeping up with the Joneses. Um, that mm-hmm. that most fashion enthusiasts or, or the kind of general public have, because one of the things that you know, surprisingly, we've never talked about is a lot of the guys when they try to get into fashion, they find out that it is like they find it intimidating, not because of the cost, because I think now, like Derek has said, we live in the best time for fashion. There are so many options out there that are affordable and accessible to all of us, if not just a little bit of effort. But they feel like they can't keep up because they assume that the whole game of fashion is to be on the cutting edge or to be the most popular thing at all times. And that's something that I have been like, that's like not why we're into this, you know, mm. at the very least, we're like cosplayers. And I, I and I know that's a loaded term. And I know that in cosplay <laughs> culture, there are trending things to cosplay. I think we, me and MJ were talking about like, like when we go to Anime Expo, 
it's like, oh, what's going to be, like, the hottest cosplay that everyone's going to do? <laughs> you know, like, like Spy Family. Like, that was, like, a trending anime, so everyone's going to do that, right? Or whenever uh-huh. there's, like, a new season release of something, people are going to cosplay that. But there's also, you know, the the steady cosplay that anyone can do at any time. You know, like, like Dragon Ball Z, One Piece, um, Death Note. You know, like, like basic cosplays or stuff that's, that's been kind of ingrained in, like, the fabric of anime culture that anyone can do at any time and so like even it's just interesting that me and mj were like oh even in here like there are things that you can do to keep up or kind of just stay mm-hmm. where you like it and we yeah. kind of like straddle you know straddle that um that line we're um, the straddlers but but yeah you know every time we talk in like men's in, in fashion uh sorry in male fashion advice like i found a post from five years ago saying like oh how to develop personal style versus chasing trends and so one of the reasons again is why we want to talk about this is is we want to? I want to also talk about is following a trend antithetical to personal style? And I think, as we've you know realized as writing the notes, I think that that's not true. I think they can both mm-hmm. inform each other, and it's. I think it's good to be cautious about it, but it's not something that you have to avoid. And I think a lot of classic menswear guys, um, at least beginners, when they first get into it, they think, oh, if I just get into classic menswear, if I wear a suit all the time, whatever, I'm just I'm gonna be immune. I don't I know I I've won fashion, but. There are trends within menswear, and there are definitely ways like like you're you're never gonna be truly be timeless. And this is not real, truly about timelessness because I don't I think we've talked about that before where timelessness doesn't really exist. It's kind of better to be outside of time or to kind of do your own thing, which is why I want to talk about trends and maybe why we do don't or do participate in things. Well, yeah, because I mean, I, I think. Um... I, I, yeah, I don't think it's anth- antithetical to uh, to get into a trend. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not gonna that's not gonna make it so you can't you know you can't say that you have like personal style. But I think there is a difference between what a lot of us do, where it's like you know uh, you'll see someone on your Instagram or someone at like a meetup or something, and they're wearing like a denim shirt or something, and you're like, oh, that's kind of cool. Maybe I should get one. Versus like I do see people online, you know, sometimes like when you get the discussions of the like ethics of like fast fashion or like Shein and stuff like that. There are people who it seems like like every six months they kind of toss out their wardrobe and buy a bunch of new stuff just entirely based on what's trending. Or you see the people on MFA or wherever people go now that MFA is ruined who are like, oh, I'm so upset that, you know, wide fits are coming back into fashion and I can't wear slim fit anymore. It's like, I, like, I think that's the difference, is, like, knowing that even if something is no longer quote-unquote trendy, that doesn't mean you can't, like, wear it. Um, yeah, I mean, this that, that kind of goes to what we've always talked about whenever we, like, critique the society. But it's like, society. you know, it, it's clear that a lot of people get into fashion or, or participate in fashion because of, like, again, the, the status aspect of it. They And, and they, they perceive that the lessening of status to be like a fate worse than death. Right. I remember Mm -hmm. somewhere I can't find it. I wish this was a copy pasta somewhere, but a guy was all like, it's, it's, it's like evil or whatever to like, not put like to be anti-trend because sometimes people need to have friends and they need to date. And if you don't, if you don't participate in that, then like, what kind of existence is that? And I'm like, holy shit, that's like the worst take I've ever seen in my life. That is so funny. I love when people are like, it's it's evil or it's like, yeah, morally wrong to do this. It's bullying. It, yeah. yeah and, it's and, morally wrong to not support fast fashion. Yeah. 
And it's so weird because I, I even think that my that article or the, sorry that that quote from Reddit was like that predates the kind of like Shein pandemic that we have. But it is interesting that people were like, I have to keep up because I want to keep my friends. I want to be able to date. I want to be cool. And I'm like, you can have all of those things and not participate in trends. You can be mm-hmm. you can also like be cool and not be in trends. It might not be mainstream cool, but, you know, like, hey, I think all three of us are fine. And maybe maybe that's the most pretentious thing to say, because maybe we're not the coolest people. <laughs> but but maybe we I are think the coolest. I think I'm cool. And but it's, I, but it's also I'm totally the- fine. It's also the type of cool you want to be, or the types of cool you want to like yeah, show people. Yeah, they would people, say right? what type of status that would. Yeah, be, because because right? it's like you're not gonna, you're never gonna please anyone, anyways. So just find the your thing that yeah you, you, you but, think is cool. And that's mm-hmm. why I really want to, you know, what I want to address as we keep talking about this, like why people participate or why people leave a trend, because you know. It's it's so funny that now um, with with influencers and everything like people like there's a whole push for like authenticity and even now I'm starting to get a little bit cautious or like skeptical of that because the current look of fashion right now is like the edgy Albert you know kind of like our vintage casual maybe a little bit sexier maybe a little bit more 70s than we do and it's always hit under like yeah be authentic you know don't don't follow trends and. It's funny because that that look is trending, mm-hmm. and it's also kind of a response to the whole like moto skinny jean Kanye West long line tee like scoop neck tee that that was kind of like you know like the the popular like kind of Beverly Hills rich guy influencer look with like you know the crazy like hair you know like like the YouTuber thing right like like yeah and it's funny like we're calling that like the new look authentic but there there is no self awareness that this edgy albert look is also a trend it almost well, makes I mean, I like feel, I've, uh, sorry finish your thought yeah i was going to say yeah. it's 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 something like when we were talking when i was talking about jenna lyons about taste and they were saying like oh yeah jenna lyons like you know her, her eclectic you know like high low mixing thing contrasts with what the you know the kind of like more general homogenous look of the other housewives of new york thing but my fear is that people are going to look at jenna lyons and be like oh that's just going to be the new look and then that look will characterize what authenticity looks like and then that'll just trend and it's like it's not the philosophy of authenticity that is trending it is just what we perceive to be and so like it's well, just, yeah, it's just I interesting mean, i mean that's just yeah. yes i know that that culture commoditizes literally everything and just packages because it up he, into a way that you can buy it i get it you could see you could see it you know hey back to movie talk for a second but you could see that like something like that happening with uh, like barbie was a huge hit and then, like, rather than, you know, the studio being like, oh, maybe people want, like, you know, director-driven, like, female-led movies or whatever. Any of the things that you could say that people liked about Barbie, they were like, oh, people want more movies about toys. And so now there's going to be a shit ton of, like, toy movies because I think that was the success of the of the movie. But, like, what I was going to say is that I think a lot of the people that are involved in the more casual stuff, especially the like, the workwear stuff, they are definitely more aware of trends because, I mean, one, like, a lot of them are sellers, and so they have to, like, keep up with this shit. But, yeah, it's a lot more, like, um, like streetwear or, you know, just, like, the, the T-shirt sellers and stuff like that. But it's, like, you see them, you do see them talking online. It's, like, oh, you know, make sure you get this pair of jeans before it gets trendy or get this jacket before, like, you know, the influencers pick it up on it and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, so I think, I don't know, I think people are, people are aware of it. It's obviously, 
I think the more classic menswear, like the, the guys that wear mostly tailoring or bespoke stuff, I think they're the ones that are least likely to say that they're influenced by trends. But I think a lot of the people who are into uh, casual stuff uh, are, are much more willing to admit it. Yeah, and you, you bring up influencers, and I think that that's good because I, I was watching this other video by Fashion Elitist where uh, something I've said is that you know influencers inherently have to keep up with everything because their income, or their, okay, first, their exposure, engagement, views is directly related to their income. And the only way to do that is you have to be novel. You have to be you have to literally be engaging. You have to bring people bring the. You have to bring. You have to be able to bring people to come in at all times. And a lot of that has to deal with trends. And you have to be at the forefront of stuff. You have to discover things. You have to find out something new to try. And you know sometimes with the ubiquity of of, of the big ones, you know, where you can really do no wrong, um, it'll still you know trend all the way through. And things can have. What we, I guess could be perceived as lasting power. Like I feel like the Kim Kardashian bodycon dress has been like has captured female style for like the past like five years, you know. And and yeah, we're seeing like the Amber Chamberlain, you know, um, the baby T maxi skirt thing coming in. Um, but like like again, like the bodycon thing, it, it has been so iconic. Um, I remember uh, listening to Nympha Alumni where she said that like you know there's an episode that they have on dandies, but. Uh, one of the reasons why we, we have maybe more attention to like tailored guys is because like the 90s skater has like infiltrated culture for like 30 hmm. years and it has stayed you know like that that idea yep. of like you know this guy wearing like the hoodie t-shirt or like flannel with like a button up uh, buttoned up over a t-shirt with like baggy jeans like that's just been the look of like a guy for like yeah 30 40 years at this point mm-hmm. and so uh but it's interesting because we've moved away from like you know trends coming from um uh like 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 celebrities or or like fashion designers um and you know or like or like subcultures like skaters or whatever and now it's just kind of been the internet and that kind of just accelerates everything like Spencer says you know it 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 fractalizes things but not in a way that is maybe not positive but in a way that kind of reduces your authentic tie to those things because you can just move around stuff and so it makes it for the sake of trends, it makes it easier for people to just kind of move back and forth, try some things out, and mm-hmm. um, and on the sad part, discard it when those things are no longer giving them the status that they that they want. Because, and this is my point of view on it, if everyone, if people can see how easy it is to become an influencer, everyone wants to do that, and therefore you have to participate in the best practices, which then mean if something is not cool anymore, you shouldn't wear it because not only. Not only are you missing out on the new engagement, but you might even drive down your engagement by being not cool enough. And that is also bad. You know, so there's a lot I can it's it's not exactly you're going to miss out on dating, but you will miss out on income if you do not participate Mm. in trends. And the fact I think that's what makes people defend it a lot more often now, because we we can't just say, oh, be yourself, because now people's livelihoods are tied to the Internet. And I think that's sad and very frustrating but it, it makes it more of a of a pro, I guess, to follow trends now, and it, it's fucking it's fucking crazy. And so, I mean, the, ke- keeping the... up is like is like a it's like yeah, you're like a shark. You have to do that now if if you want to have your side <clears throat> hustle. And as you said, Spencer, reselling stuff. You know, like it, if you're a part of the fashion, you know, world in that way, if you derive income from it, it's almost impossible to you know to escape trends. You have to you have to do it. 
I've I just think uh, like I don't know. I always um, the the thing that I always kind of find weird uh, is like you know when you look at someone's Instagram feed or you look at someone's TikTok or something, and it's like they their style and their whole aesthetic just like changes drastically over like a year or two or something like that and yeah you know i know other people have pointed out um that a lot of you know aesthetic trends are now just you know we you know kind of what used to be subcultures so now rather than people being involved in like you know like the punk or goth stuff they'll just like dress it um yeah and i always yeah i, I don't know i think that is another kind of difference is like We've talked about this, but our style has re- has remained, you know, more or less pretty consistent over the last, like, several years. Yeah. Um, so I think we've kind of, like, you know, we figured out what it is we like and what we want to look like. But, yeah, I feel like when you are just, like, you know, there are definitely people that just, like, yeah, just d- don't really know what they like necessarily, but it's hot from trend to trend. And I feel like that's when it can come off as, you know, we, we've talked about how... We were just talking about how authenticity is kind of, like, maybe a little bit fake. But still, it does come off as, like, very, very fake if it's, like, yeah, like, you, you look like a fucking cowboy in, like, you know, 2019. And then in, like, 2020, you look like, you know, like a, like, scene e-girl or something like that. Yeah. Um, or e-boy. Um, I'm not discriminating here. What what I think is interesting about guys, people who move so quickly is that... A lot of influencers are actually like new to fashion, relatively speaking, and so maybe it is a case of like, like to give them some credit, like it is mm-hmm. just them figuring stuff out. Like they're not, they're not like us. They haven't been into this for like a decade, or they didn't true, figure yeah. out what they like, you know, for for this thing. And and not to say that we don't change, and we're gonna get into that in the in the second half of the episode. Um, but it is like you know, like like Albert, I think, is a good example of this. Where I think his his style has largely been the same. I think he's in he's it definitely experimented over the past three years of like, you know, like, uh, you know, kind of like really, really work where, you know, and then kind of doing like Armani-esque stuff. And then like the seventies thing, maybe he does like Ivy when he has to like dress up a little bit, you know, mm. and then now maybe like, he's a little bit more incorporating a little bit more designery stuff into his style, you know, but like, if you think about it, he started making content like two twenty twenty. that's like three years ago. And maybe that's not, maybe that is a long time, but I wrote my blog when I was 2015. And I'm sure that if you go into 2015, you'll see a lot more disparate stuff. And again, we'll get into that later on. Um, but like, you know, if you look at now, like if you look at like 2019 to like 2023, specifically in the tailored stuff, uh, hint, hint at a future thing, not a future thing later hmm. on. But like my tailoring has basically been the same. It's still sphere point collars. Maybe the width of my trousers has changed slightly because I was able to access this stuff and I was more comfortable with thrifting and... Um, also, outgrowing my slim stuff literally makes me go, okay, well, maybe now I'll just buy the real ones. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, so, like, it is interesting to see um, how how early people are to this thing. And especially, I think, how early they are to it can show how much they participate within it, you know? Like, I think that, like, guys like Urban Composition, who has been maybe influencing as long as, or being been a, uh, a guy into the fashion space, being, yeah, an influencer for probably the same time as my as I have. I don't know what I think I don't know when style form opened up. But he, I don't think his style changes that much, you know, uh compared to someone again who has started um more recently. Um but it, it's very clear that we get our trends from online. Um and you know, again you have you have the people you have like Blackbird Spy Plane, 
um, you know, who, who report on trends. You got GQ. You mm-hmm. have Derek sharing things that he wants to try out. He has it that, that I think he started that uh, series maybe in like 2018 or so. The whole thing's like, I'm excited to wear or things, whatever I'm excited to wear in 20, whatever. Um, and if you read those, he also talks about trends. Like, I think his recent one for like 2023 was like rib tanks. Um, uh, there was, um, I think rib tanks was like a big one. Because it's like, oh, like that's that's pretty trendy. You might argue that's been a trend for like the past like two years because like soprano core and whatever, right? Mm-hmm. But it's funny that that Derek is kind of like getting into that like right now, or he's at least recommending it right now. Okay, he says chambray and silk shirts. Okay, like that's that's not that's like we've been saying that. It's more surprising to me that Derek hasn't said <clears throat> it earlier. He says pile yeah. fleece. I guess specifically a uh, a fleece jacket from this particular company. But the the man the the, ret, the Patagonia Retro X was so trending like 2017. That was, that was yeah, huge. That was, that was many years ago. Yeah, I remember when like like when Doug was like wearing his. And hey, Doug, no shade to him. But I I think Doug's very trendy. And I think Doug mm-hmm. uh, has gone from like you know. I mean, we knew him as like workwear. Like, I think he was more Ivy when we first met him. Like kind of like sick mid mid mid-century like casual then he went to like workwear and then he did like now he's like all in like the armani 90s you know what do they call it the um like airport looks or like like opening night looks you know um but yeah i think it's interesting like yeah and again this is not bad because for a lot of people these are new things um and i want to quote blackboard spy plane here um where you know kind of as like a, a proponent of trends is that you know sometimes it does expose you to something new that you haven't done before and in a world where uh the black spikeling calls an astro turf community you know it can be hard to like differentiate between like hype beast you know like really hyper trend focusing toward just like trying something out and at the end of this article which i'll link in the just in the um in our show notes here he talks about like you know participating in trends is almost like you know well, I guess participating in fashion in general is like doing stand-up. It's like, you know, some stand-ups, they, they want to make comedy for comedians, you know. And some people want to make comedy for the bachelorette party in the front row. And sometimes mm-hmm. the coolest thing or the, or the more skillful thing to do is something that can make both people laugh. It's harder. and mm-hmm. But there's a way to do that by participating in trends because, you know, with, with when you do it with – when you're making comedy for the comedians – it is like a little bit of a meta angle to it, right? Like you got to have a little bit of commentary on what people are currently finding funny. But if you're doing it for the bachelorette party in the front row, it's also got to be mainstream funny. Like they still got to have some appeal. And again, blending the two is a, is, is skillful. And I like this, this, um, you know, this analogy, because I think that that's kind of true for classic menswear, because as we've all said throughout this entire episode, classic menswear is not immune to trends. Things go in and out. You know, it could be the size of your lapel, you know, or the, the width of the trouser. And it could also be as big as what shoe you're wearing with this particular outfit. What shirt and tie combination, the length of the collar, you know, what, what era are you in, uh, are you um, pulling from? Uh, combining things with casual items like Milserp or jeans or, you know, maybe it's going from salvage workwear jeans to uh, flared jeans with a sport coat. And again, a lot of that is a way, personally, I see positive way of seeing me- classic menswear communicate with the greater community and bring other people in. But it also, again, shows the skill of classic menswear to kind of be open to uh, various forms of expression that can make, again, a general person go, oh, that's cool. But also a fashion person go, that's also cool. Mm-hmm. And so 
let's bring that to how we engage with trends and where we get it. And I will say, before we get into the internet stuff, I think a lot of classic menswear that we kind of um, referred to or, or said in previous episodes is that we engage with it by looking at old photos and illustrations. That is probably one of the biggest ways I get inspiration. I, I don't, I think that obviously it's probably like, when I say big, it's probably like 51% illustrations and like 49% a person I follow that's also, you know, vintage or, or, or American, um, classic menswear styled. But there's something cool, cool about uh, illustrations and photos, um, and I, and I want to know if you, you know, obviously you guys have that too. But why do you think I think that is? Is it like because like old stuff is just cool? Is there is there like gravitas because it's not like an influence? Like oh look at me, I'm looking at James Dean. Like not to be that guy, but it's almost like we're that guy, like James Dean over Edgy Albert or whatever. Well, listen. I mean, hey, I love I love photos of like quote unquote like regular normal people, like partially for that reason. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know. It's like I, I've yeah, I'm just interested. I I like seeing, I guess, slightly more candid photos because you get a better picture of like how people you know would like, wear, wear it. clothes, yeah, yeah, stuff like that. You get like, I don't know. You usually see something a little bit more unique and less polished and stuff like that. Um, but I'll just say I think that one of the big differences. Um, in terms of, like, how we, uh, how we, like, d- deal with trends is, like, I, I don't know, again, like, our style is, we're, we're not necessarily looking to just, like, wear what is, like, you know, quote-unquote cool and popular. You know, we're, we're fucking weirdos. We're creeps. We're weirdos. Um, but, um, Jeez. yeah. <laughs> Run! But, exactly. Yeah. But, yeah, we don't um, we don't want her to run out is what I'm saying women no, but it's like what what like generally what we're trying to do with our style is like you know the people into classic menswear are usually either trying to develop like one particular aesthetic or style that they like or trying to just figure out what you know like what looks best on them in terms of like fit and styling and all that stuff and so that, yeah. in that case like like I said, you're, you you have pick up you have to trends. keep up because you have to because since you're trying to you try and define yourself as one thing, therefore, if the if if anything changes, you have to change it for that reason. Is well, no, saying, I'm not. Right? I'm no, what I'm saying is that like yeah, it's like if if like you know if you're if you're a person that is really you know interested in developing a per- particular aesthetic, and you see something online that you think might fit that aesthetic, you know, you see it because it's trendy. You see it on your for you page or your recommended feed or something like that. Yeah, uh, you you can try that out, and that's if you like it, you'll continue wearing it forever. Versus someone who is in it just because you know they they like it they like it because it's trendy, and they're gonna wear it for six months, and then you know when it's no longer cool on TikTok or whatever, it's it's going into the garbage. It's going to I Buffalo don't, Exchange. I don't want to play with you anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, we're like maximalists in a sense, too. So it's like, it's almost like, I mean, well, again, we're trying to get into that here, but like, we kind of use trends in the way to enhance what we are, what we currently have, or we add on to it. And, and maybe we just like trends that are more, that are smaller in that sense, you know, where it's easy to kind of get something new. Like, I remember like, you know, Spencer, you, you wore Converse for like the longest time and then you're like, okay, well now I want a new sneaker. Um, and then one of the new sneakers you got, other than like the course of deck shoes and authentics, which we wear all the time, 
was like the Nike uh, waffle racer, right? And that's that was kind of like a new thing for you. Like that's kind of definitely different that I would argue would be on trend, right? Like the kind of 70s, 80s retro sneaker. Um, and but like that, that like that doesn't really inherently change your look i mean i mean it it does in a sense of like showing that oh spencer is someone who pays attention and there are more styling opportunities with that but it also doesn't mean you have to go okay well i can't wear it with these pants i gotta throw out these pants or i can't like like it doesn't it also doesn't replace your deck shoes it just gives you an alternative to the current rotation and that's that's one reason one way i think we're different um Mm-hmm. But what what uh, we're different from the other people. But what uh, before we move on to like you know our the ways we have done it, I also want to say that um with, with old photos, you know I I like that you know the, the photos are more quote real. Of course, people pose back in those days, but I think it is it is free from you know the the uh, online rat race. You know, it's not a influencer photo. You know, and Unless of course, you're watching a, a still, you're looking at a still from the movie Rat Race. Yeah, <laughs> but but I also know that you know I mean I. I even though I try and get authenticity in my photos, obviously I know that my the context in which I am posting this photo is different. You know, like I I'm still posting on a social platform as opposed to back then where twenty people would see a photo because it would be like in your family photo album or like framed. Like this is I get that it is different, but there is something that is you know something that I like from those things. And but the one one of the big parts about that, and as well as illustrations, you know, the, again the context of which they live is different than today's, which has a bit of like a hipster. Oh, I, I want to be different. But they they also contain things that we just don't have, you know. And the thing is with classic menswear is that, I mean, again, at this point we've seen a lot of stuff. But but you know when not when we were younger and more impressionable, it was like, oh whoa, like this guy's wearing you know spectators but he's not wearing it with a suit like that's crazy you know and and we would know as we've heard from like gentleman's gazette or whatever you wear spectator shoes with like a suit you know and so seeing someone do that is like that that's that's iconic or you know there, there there's photos of guys in the golden area who are wearing like a pinstripe pants with a check jacket and mm-hmm. maybe that was a trend back then but we, we we're so far removed from that context where to us like that just seems cool and no one's really doing that right now and so maybe we want to try it and so we get these trends. I guess we've turned the you know these people into influencers. And I guess in the sense, if if they are, um, you know, movie stars or whatever, I guess they, they would be the original influencer because that's how a lot of people used to get their style from. Prince of Wales, anybody? Oh boy, POW. Um, but people would you know like you know. But we see these stuff now when we see regular people doing it, and we we really like that. Um, with the old photographs, you know, movies, I think, you know, and, and with movies being so tied to, um, you know, character based dressing or trying to try trying to express things through the medium of clothes. It is cool that we would pull things if we find camaraderie or if we just want to do something cool. Like I remember um, after I saw after we saw Hateful Eight, is that 2018? That's such a long time ago. Um, wow. But I, I remember even before that. Yeah, when was Hateful Eight? Twenty fifteen. Once upon a time in Hollywood. Well, yeah, once upon a time in Hollywood was like twenty nineteen. Okay, Hateful Eight twenty fifteen. I remember. Uh, yeah, twenty fifteen. I remember in that movie. Um, who who's the guy? Fuck, dude, just show me the entire cast, bro. Uh, <laughs> Michael Madsen. He's a cowboy. He wears like this cowboy print shirt. And I remember I wanted something like that. And this is also when like Spencer, you started like to buy like double RL shirts on eBay because like we just wanted more stuff and we didn't want to always buy gabardine shirts, you know. Um, and so I remember I ordered a custom shirt from Natty, where it was a spear point collar, double chest pocket, kind of be a Western. They didn't have a, spe- they didn't have like the 
like it was a flat pocket, but not in the sawtooth, obviously. But I got it in like this jacquard blue weave because even though it wasn't like a cowboy print, but I knew that like cowboy shirts had like diamond prints. Like there was like, yeah, they used to have jacquard prints. And I'm like, well, hey, Natted Shirts has this thing and I got it. And it was like, you know, that was like one of my first like Western inspired shirts. And I wish, I think MJ or Jay has that shirt. Now I can't recall who Somebody has that has shirt. Somebody has it. But it's so cool. And like that, that's another example of like, I saw this thing. And this is again, like almost, you know, five, seven years before like the menswear Western revival, certainly before you and I got into it more. But like, that was a cool thing of like, you know, we got this inspiration from this movie that's also taking inspiration from uh, old photographs, you know, styles of like the 1870s or whatever it was and that, that this took place. And so, but we also get inspired by things that come into the forefront. Like we talked about the, you know, the 70s, uh, 80s retro shoe that Spencer does. 70s, you know, styling, you know, like the unbuttoned shirt, um, you know, maybe the mixture of Milserp. Like, you know, we 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 all got um, dismayed when the M43 pants were getting really trendy. And that was still yeah. before that was at the time you were looking for it. Uh, I uh-huh. was able to I was able to predate that slightly, um, thankfully. Um, but but yeah, I know like you were looking for that kind of stuff. Um, preppy clothing camp comes back in, you know, people getting back in the workwear. Um, and what's interesting about this is that even though, like, because we got into this like a decade ago or the seeds were planted, sometimes these things, uh, that, that are technically within our canon kind of inspire us to kind of explore what that trend means to us. Like, I think that I was more, I, I was always Ivy, um, but. Uh, and or people would call me trad. There's a whole thing. I mean, uh, people, people. There was a thread on MFA of is Ethan trad? Like, and, and it was kind of like just this question of like, do I fit into like what trad is and whatever? But I know that I had a phase where I was a bit more Ivy uh, during you know like the, like the my you know my Dr- the Drake's phase of like 2016 or whatever when like that was like the main source of inspiration because that's the best menswear content at the time. Um, but now with like rowing blazers and like preppy clothing, like I feel more comfortable doing like shorts and socks, you know what I mean? Or like sweater vests with, with shorts or whatever, or more vibrant colors. And it's not that these are things that I had to buy that were new, but it was a way for me to recontextualize what I already had because of what's currently trending. I think that Sopranos core, even though I may be late to it, I still got my rib tank and I wear it, you know, when things are hot or when I want to do that, but it is a little bit, um, I wouldn't have done it if Sopranos Court didn't already happen. Even though a rib tank is something that like, every guy has, I just happen to wear more of like a t-shirt, um, with, you know, with a shirt on top instead of doing the uh, rib tank with a t-shirt on top or with, with a button up on top. But I mean, um, it's like sometimes yeah. just about like, you know, getting that vocabulary. Like if you don't, if you don't necessarily, you know, if you don't see something, you might not, uh, you, you won't even know it's a possibility. That's yeah, and I think what's interesting that we we've I think at this point we've moved from it being like just old photos and maybe old movies because uh when we when it goes to that way we literally have it up to us to determine what we want to wear oh not and not not that that's crazy like like I guess for inspiration and I think with old photos and old uh, movies or well I'll say let's, let's do old photos and illustrations with that one there's so many of those right like I, I haven't i haven't worn every esquire man illustration i could i have so many clothes i could do it 
but I I don't actually do that because there's just, there's just so much of it. And that can feel almost like at that point you start to feel a little consumptionist, right? Like you just you're doing it because you have to. And it's good, I think, with trends that because we are so far removed from like the actual like keeping up with it for our livelihood, trends almost seem like a fun experiment for us as a way to like backwards by plan says to communicate with the mainstream, to like be a part of that conversation. And it has the ability to make us feel a bit more contemporary and more not timeless, but exist outside of time as opposed to us just cosplaying things. Um, and I think that that's cool. Again, like I think of the the retro shoe where it's like, you know what, you do this thing and, and it has the ability of making your fits feel a bit more fresh. It also, you know, maybe fulfills a practical need where maybe you don't want to wear your 10 year old converse anymore and you want you want to give them a break. And it also you know gives you some new ideas. That also goes down a bad rabbit hole of like, well, you have to always buy new things to keep your out to keep your wardrobe fresh. We'll get into that in the future, probably at some point, um, about consumption. But uh, but yeah, I like that you know it it does it does give you some new possibilities. And for me, again, uh, with old photos, like it's it's largely the same. And so um, and I have a lot of clothes, and so seeing some trends makes you go, oh, why don't I combine the stuff I already have? Right, like again, I have the deck shoes, and I would to me. Maybe this is my most pragmatic thing. I'll wear deck shoes with casual clothing, chinos, shorts, and jeans. But then maybe I'll see sneakers worn with a suit, like, you know, common projects or whatever. And I go, hmm. oh, but what if I did my sneakers with a suit with, like, a knit shirt? And, of course, I'm not going to try and – I'm not going to do the whole, like, um, L.A., Beverly Hills real estate guy, even though that's kind of – you know, it was a trending thing from, like, 20, 2016 or whatever. But this is my way of, like – getting the ideas from it because I think the idea of a canvas or casual shoe with a blue suit is fine. Like the idea is fine, but I would not see that in Esquire man or, or an old photo. Maybe there is, I'm sure there might be some exact, like some close example of it, but you know, this is a way of me saying, okay, well here is a modern example that I didn't have to find myself. It is, I'm being exposed to it inherently and, 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 and almost randomly and it can, it can inspire some outfits. And so in that way, it's almost like we're either really early to a trend or we're just straight up late. We're uh, straight up late. We're tardy. Yeah. And we're so, the tardy boys. <laughs> well, what's interesting is that when we're early is that, you know, we we like it. And, and sometimes it works out for us socially because, you know, uh, menswear just keeps up. Like, it'll just get there. I think our, our use of fatigues and, and, uh, and tailoring, which is honestly inspired by Ethan Newton... Um, and it's funny because like all these things are kind of vintage inspired. Like you're kind of using the same silhouette, you know, big, big chino, big pant with a big slouchy jacket. But of course that specific combination is something that we haven't really, really seen in like Esquire man or whatever. You know, you don't see a 1940s guy or a 1940s, um, like a family photo of a guy wearing military fatigues with a, with a fucking blazer, you know, mm-hmm. you might see guys who are like olive chinos, in, like the sixties, but like not, not like straight up OG 107s. Um, maybe if there's like an artist or whatever. But you have guys like Bryce Lenz who like kind of did it pretty early. And so of course we we got it from that just because we already owned this stuff or because we were already kind of looking for that. Um, and then we we do it and we're, we're early to the trend. And then now of course military fatigue like M43 pants are like currently trending because they are baggier than the OG 107s. They're baggy. And that's, and that's what people like. But there's also again the late aspect of it where you know, I again 
not I, I keep picking out Spencer with the retro with the retro sneakers, but those ones you could argue I think Spencer was a little bit late to that seventies trend because nowadays we're in the nineties and now we're in the white two K era, I think. But but the idea of the retro sneaker, at least back then, where guys were buying like again the Nike Waffle Racers, like I think Spencer was a little bit older to that, but it probably helped show you that oh I can wear this because it probably when you're late to something you have the ability to look at the entire expressive history of a trend. Yeah, um, and I wasn't necessarily thinking of it in terms of a trend. I was just like, oh, I kind of want some sneakers, and I wanted some, like, retro 70s sneakers, and then they showed up on eBay. Yeah, but but I guess, I mean, I think that, they, you know, they are still a trend. And mm. um, the good thing that Dan and I think JTR kind of hinted at in our Discord is that, you know... When think when you're late to a trend, like l- 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 let's say like the uh, um, like cable knit sweaters. I mean, even though that we all want them because they've existed forever, but like some people like, you know, when they first came to really trending stuff, you know, like they, maybe it would be like you know, um, I know Tyler the Creator, like really hypey. But then of course, as, as things proliferate, you get to see a little bit more different versions of it, and then you can see, okay, well, if I participate in this trend, it's no longer just the really trendy way. You can also do it in the more understated way because now the trend has started to mature more and it has proliferated. And so you get to have the option of like, you know, finding an expression that you have camaraderie with. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a good way, a good reason to, to kind of let trend fester and let it develop. You know, again, it's not about saying, oh, avoiding trends entirely because in order to be stylish, I think you have to be in communication and communication like Blackwood Spy Plants is, is involves trends in some way. But you know, again, in order to do so, you have to wait for it to go. Like, bor- the Borat, my wife joke, the first time that came out, the only way to do the Borat joke is to do, like, you know, you're intentionally, like, my wife, right? Like, you're, you're, gonna, like, it's, you're intentionally it's, my wife. Yeah, you're, or, or I guess back then, the, the, more, the Borat joke would be, like, very nice. But as time goes on, you can do a Borat joke without doing Borat. Like, the whole thing becomes a Borat commentary, the meta thing of how bad the Borat joke is. And and so, like, that becomes – I guess that could be its own trend, I guess, of the Borat joke. But I, you could you could also say that it's the overall creation of Borat has just led to that thing. But either way, that idea of, like, the joke had to have multiple variations before you can find out, oh, now I can do a Borat thing because I, I find some, some kinship within it. Um, and how about the trend of uh, dressing like Borat? That was so popular for several years. <laughs> a brown, brown suit, brown like gray. Just shirt. always wearing a brown suit or the it. the banana hammock swimsuit. <laughs> oh yeah, banana hammock. Yeah. Banana uh, but yeah, JTR says the be- the be- the it feels like the best time to buy to get into a trend is when the choices are maximized. If not, that could be the best time to wear them. And that again, I think that we kind of do that. I think that you know we. Uh, as we as we think about when when we do participate in things you know like i um i think i got into a chore coat kind of a little bit later maybe uh again this is that's such a long time ago maybe i was maybe i was early into a sense but like you know i wanted to wear it more than just like no i think i was actually there early actually you know um but i'm trying to think again like i know that this is kind of the whole point of the episode but it's like a little bit funny to talk about chore coats as though they're a trend? a trend when it's just like it's just like saying it's like oh yeah the trend of wearing t-shirts and pants you know i know it is crazy right like i mean yeah but it is true where like like it, it has like the chore coat is a little bit of like that um it's like it's, it's almost like the yuppie look like the urban professional like it is like well put together 
casual guy wears like a short coat with a t-shirt and that's how you know because commercials are targeting that like middle like lower middle class demographic mm-hmm. and every dude in a commercial is wearing a chore coat now it is crazy like you know it's not like a hoodie it's not like a, a, a denim jacket it's a chore coat like it's it's kind of fun you know guys on dates you know style girlfriend tips for guys wear a chore coat you know buy it yeah. from fucking buck mason or whatever shit that people are buying from people love buck mason these days yeah i never even heard about them until like recently here's the thing i'm, I'm like i'm so far removed um you hate trends. But um, how about fatigue? I know it's a little bit harder to talk about fatigue because, you know, how do you know when something feels played out? And for us, um, we don't really leave trends too much. We tend to like, you know, again, because we're so late to it or too early, it just means that we stick with it forever. It becomes canonized. Well, yeah, it's, if, it's, if it's something that I actually like, I'm going to keep wearing it. Um, if it's something that I don't like, I'll try it like once or twice and then never wear it again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's that kind easy. of, that was easy. It's kind of crazy, um, that like, you know, we have, um, that like people, yeah, people get so caught up in it because I mean, the reason I brought up the fatigue thing is cause I, I'm always like, why did you even try it if you're not going to stick with it? You know, maybe like, it's not to say that we don't spend money wastefully on clothes in a sense. Like I, I mean, we all try things, we all buy stuff and we end up not wearing it. But I think it's more so not really a trend just cause like logistic wise, maybe like we're just not, not smart. Like, Oh, this, this, this shirt's yeah, so cool. Stupid. We're and, straight up uh, stupid. Yeah. But you know, fatigue is inherently part of fashion. I understand that people move on from things. People find things uncool. People want to move up. People want to maintain their status and having something that is not interesting. Um, is is bad if you're again if you're if your social life and your income is is hot is connected to it but you know it's one of those things i i don't like it when when people see a trend or, or a movement and they go oh it's it's played out it's so common i want to stop it like that's kind of weird to me um i'm sure it is it is veiled in something else there's something in there that is like you know when when people that they perceive to be uncool as wearing something um, that is what, you know, that is what makes it dead for them. Um, and, you know, like, like we think about, like, like I, I don't know if Monk's after ever cool. I know I wore it um, and I'll get into our, we'll get into our trends at the end of this episode. But, you know, we make fun of Monk's Traps now because I think like, you know, dorky ass real estate, you know, yuppie ass guys wear them. And that, that kind of was the death, the death knell of, of Monk's Traps. Um, but like now, now we think about cool things. I remember like someone saying like, "Oh, I don't want to wear green fatigues anymore because they are everywhere now." And I don't know if he was talking about like guys wearing fatigues with suits or the whole TikTok thing. Because um, I also know that 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 the Stan Ray OG 107s were trending for a little while, and so that was kind of a thing. Um, but but yeah, I thought that that was like you know like it's weird. It, it's almost frustrating people to go like to people to move on to something. I can see the appeal of moving on to something because something is cool, like something else is cool, but to, to stop doing something because you you think it's bad that other people are wearing it is so dumb to me. That is so, like, imagine that with, like, I mean, I guess, I was going to say, imagine if people did that with music, but people literally do that with music all the time. We're like, oh, everyone's, I just, I just don't like it. I'm like, come on, just listen to it forever, man. Like, like, why, like, who cares what other people think? Um, yeah, like I said, if something if something's good, then you know, like I, I I don't know, I got a pair of overalls on Amazon that I I didn't like, um, and so I wore those a couple times, 
and then I just stopped. I stopped wearing it, uh, and that's. But if I if I had ended up liking the overalls, I would have continued to do it with regardless of whether or not I you know kept seeing vintage sellers I liked on Instagram wearing them. Interesting um, that you don't wear them anymore. I thought I you know I guess we'll get into that. Uh, yeah. Um, but. But yeah, it, it's it is so. It is so interesting to me. Like I again, I I just don't like that idea that it can be tied to like oh that guy's wearing it now now I can't wear it. I don't I because the thing is I think if you're doing something really really well, it's almost as if a, a bad person wearing it will never be at your level and people will not mistake you for it. I think that that's and maybe I'm narcissistic or maybe I'm being a little bit arrogant and assuming that that that, that that's that I'm immune to it. Like that's why the whole like I. Like, no shade to Ryan, but, like, when Ryan wrote the article or did, like, a cartoon of um, the alt-right, you know, wearing, like, polo shirts and khakis and, like, Aloha shirts or whatever, and, like, he was concerned with, um, and maybe he was joking, I can't remember if the comic at this point, but, like, you know, concerned with, oh, I don't want to be associated with them. And I'm like, well, they also wear it badly, and I don't think anyone's going to look at me wearing an Aloha shirt or a ca- or polo shirt and khakis and be like, that guy's alt-right. Like, no one's no one's going to say that about me. Again, I'm not white, so maybe that's more of an aspect of why it's an issue. That helps, yeah. But, like, I, again, I, I never think about, like, you know, even now, like, if a TikToker is getting to, like, oh, get on those gabardine shirts or wear the M43 pants, I know that I'm wearing it in a way that is different. Or if I'm wearing it in a way that it's the same way to them, like, if they're wearing it with, like, a baggy shirt like I do, which that's literally what happens, then who cares? And maybe maybe then I'm cooler, you know, like, oh, I guess maybe now I have some social clout for once. And I wonder, you know, tying this back to staffs and culture, I, I realize maybe I'm just I see myself as uncool. So it's like it's more so that other people should be scared of me. And so if I'm wearing it and they go, oh, Ethan's wearing it. I can't do that now. I'm like, it sucks to be you guys. I got it now. Yeah. You know, I've, you're so, not I'm you've, not locked in here with you. You're locked in here yeah, with me. You've, <laughs> exactly. You've, you've That's it exactly. for yourself. That's what I'm saying, you know, and so I, I that's how I see like my 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 own status in relation to trends. And maybe that's why I feel so comfortable um doing anything because at the at my heart I am the fedora wearing guy. So yeah, if the fedora wearing the guy gentleman. is yeah, if the teenage gentleman is wearing Salomons, then you should reevaluate how cool you think you are because I'm doing it now. Um but yeah, let's you know, I, I don't want to spend too much on the this of course classic winter has had a lot of trends, menswear Basic bastard, you know, chino shorts, t-shirt, white sneakers. You got the workwear heritage movement that has been trending, and 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 guys like that's a lot of ways where guys have like gotten into menswear to begin with. Because why? Because people have said the recession makes people want to not spend money on clothes. That's also where we got the whole timeless movement, where people, you know, again, if people are losing their houses, they stop wearing watches. Yeah, people. People people want to, you know, they they don't want to be frivolous anymore. So how do you get rid of that? You get into classic clothing, and that's workwear, heritage, milsip, whatever that has stood the test of time. You know, you got the hashtag menswear movement, where you know guys are being so casual for so long that the people want to dress up. You know, Mad Men, etc. You know, and even within that, even if we were taking like the whole uh, cultural movement away from it, there's also the fact that like you know, white pants with Neapolitan jackets. You know, the whole Italian look was a very big trend, which I think is almost has staying power because when guys where tailoring in the summer, people wear white pants with, with blazers, you know? Uh, tan shoes, which has had a a uh, a death grip on, on men's uh, dress shoes for such a long time. Um, 
you know, tan shoes with literally any color suit. You know, monk straps, a way to differentiate yourself from lace-ups and, and loafers or whatever. Spread, I think, you know, what's funny is that, uh, and also uh, sockless anything, you know, sockless Oxford is kind of a move there, a rebellion against wearing socks, I guess. But even with, like, an even really micro-trend, spread-collar polos. When some guys saw, like, some Italian brand did that, everyone started doing spread-collar polos. In fact, now, MJ, tell Uniqlo to stop making spread-collar polos because that's all that they fucking do, you so, know? Yeah. Hey, yeah, I, I, to them. I send feedback literally every week, and they don't listen to you know what? You know what, what came back? Button-down collar polos. That's another trend that came back. I remember, oh, like yeah. that 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 came in, like you know, at the like 2014, 2016, with like you know when they had spread collar, but like the hashtag menswear. Then it stopped for a while. Yeah. And then now it's like back for yeah, some reason. Yeah. Fairly, fairly recently, like every like all the mall brands are like doing it again. Well, yeah, it's crazy. Spear and McKay brought theirs back, and it's funny because I think. I, I'm sure, you know, JTR hates Spear and McKay. And it's like, maybe when Spear and McKay does it, it's like dead to menswear. Like, like, like I do think Spear and McKay kind of killed Safari jackets. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just... Mm. <laughs> and I remember, mm. like, like, Safari jackets were cool. I think that they, the guys, the way that people wore it was bad. I think the way Spencer, like, you wore it and the way that, like, vintage guys, when they would wear it, like, with tailoring, with, like, with military stuff, I think that was cool. But there's something bad about, like, the tailored safari jacket where it's like it fits really really closely maybe it has like maybe it, it doesn't have like the military collar it has like a spread collar or something and people do that with like like a butt like a poplin button-up shirt like a, a poplin spread collar shirt i'm like mm -hmm. you can't you can't sometimes you can't hashtag menswear things you know and you just kind of ruins that it. um but current menswear trends i think that have a little bit more staying power maybe because like you know fashion has matured like you know pair of boots i think have been kind of in um the, the pair of boots are kind of like the new tan shoes in a sense maybe that that's kind of a reach because pair of boots are a bit more casual but i think the doc martin adrian loafer the doc martin loafers have kind of replaced the tan oh, shoes. With the tassels yeah those have replaced i think the tan shoes for like the current hashtag men's where guys wear those tasseled chunky loafers with like you know chino pants or whatever um Within the classic menswear crowd, Belgians. Belgians were in for a for a long time with like you know David Coggins and um, and uh, and uh, W M Brown. They kind of went out for a little bit, and then now all the New York uh, menswear guys, Alfargos, you know, and maybe it's because they. Here's my hot take. I think the fact that when when those guys started to get trendier, you know, like when Alfargo starts to get you know work more directly with guys like Sean Crowley and now they hobnob with literally the I mean those guys were in WM Brown during the pandemic remember that so like yep. I wonder if like you know to kind of I don't mean this in any accusatory way take this with a with all the love in the world but hey if you want to impress the rich guy that you're in the magazine of and you you know maybe you want to show that you're part of the whole crowd Maybe start buying Belgians, and then you start to, you know, to fit in there. Of course, Belgians are a big part of New York menswear culture. Uh, fucking Bernie Madoff wore uh, <laughs> wore Belgians when he got arrested, I think, when he's wearing it with a suit. You know, lots of rich guys wear Belgians. I know it's more than just, you know, WM Brown. But, like, that's one thing. Like, I think Belgians have, like, come back a lot in, and now it's easier to get into it. Now you don't have to do Belgian shoes because I think a lot of people make Belgian dupes uh, now. Um, of course, Preppy, RL, ALD, you know, that's not really trending. I mean, I think RL has been around for a long time, but like the resurgence of prep, especially in its kind of combination with, with, with streetwear, as streetwear matures from a hype culture, you know, with like, you know, um, fucking 
FUBU and, and like true religion genes of like the early 2000s or whatever to like, you know, the current zeitgeist, um, you know, it's, it has a more of an, a mature look. You know, you have that. Of course, work where Millsap is, is, has always been in. Um, you have all the microtrends like like being tonal and slouchy. Scandinavian minimalism has gone from, you know, the overcoat and Chelsea boots to the classic menswear aspect where you were doing like the, the cream tied sweater with the brown suit, you know, like the, you know, wearing all tonal stuff. Um, you got Gorp, you got the rib tank, obviously. And so let's finish off here by talking about the trends that we have done, you know, because again, if classic menswear has always had a part of, of trends and, and Esquire Man, when you read, I mean, it's Esquire Man wasn't about being timeless. That was literally a trade publication showing you, hey, you should buy this stuff. The good thing is that they had to make it like these things were illustrated. They didn't exist. So they just had to like design it, which I think is a little bit cooler because, you know, whatever. Um, but, but, you know, Classic Mentor has always had a hand in, in, in friends. And so we are also not immune. So what have we stuck with? Um, I would say that 1930s clothing is not really a trend. I, but, yeah, I was gonna say that's. Uh, but yeah. if you think about it in a way of like you adopting, I guess maybe that stuff is like more of like a personal style. But yeah, that's within just, that's just within like the style. 1930s trend. Like, did you ever do anything? Like, did you ever like try anything new within it? Because I feel like I guess the answer is no. Because my style of 1930s was always like Esquire man, movie star, or whatever, and that was always like spear point collars, foulard shirt, a foulard ties. Um, what I never did was the swing tie thing. And I know that was the swing ties and the, and the hand painted ties. That was actually a literal trend within the 19, the, the mid 1940s, but I never liked that thing. I mean, Hey, uh, but then you could also say that spear point shirts were a trend in the 1920s and thirties. So because they were moving away from the regular, like, uh, starched, like club colors, yeah. you know, <laughs> Yeah, that, so that, that's again, I think true. it really depends on how we define trends, because I could say that the trends I currently follow are salvage jeans, military jackets, chambray shirts, but also those are just, like, Things. items of clothing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, but I mean, but, like, okay, but, like, within there, I, I feel like I... Western wear, I started to get into more when I saw people, like, wear that shit on Instagram, and that's, like, something where it's, like, I've seen people, like, Western wear has come back and died, you know, so many times. Mm. And I don't give a shit. Anytime I see people like on Reddit or Style Forum or any of the, the you know online like fashion forums talk about like, oh, is Western wear dead? It's like I tr- truly don't care because I'm gonna continue wearing my sawtooth shirts, well, you know, regardless. Um, because it's yeah, it's something that I, I, I saw and I kind of picked up on, but just ended up liking. So I'm sticking with it. Well, what's funny is that for a lot of people, Western wear, as we kind of alluded to earlier, required like a whole look change. But for us, it was basically just buying the shirt <laughs> kind mm-hmm. of i mean i think i think maybe there are times when i do more western than you maybe i guess maybe that's more 70s than you because i will wear it with like my flared dungarees with a western shirt so maybe that's a bit more intentional and i guess that, that did require new pants for my end but then that's also because i knew you owned the dungarees and but yours were the world war one variation where it's yeah, like just kind the... of a straight leg like a mm-hmm. regular wide leg and i kind of wanted it but i already had straight leg jeans and then of course 70s came in so all of that kind of combined i want dungarees i want military dungarees i also want flares i don't want straight leg jeans because i already have those i don't can't i cannot find boot cut jeans so therefore these things all combine into one thing and now i can do all of it and so now i can do literally anything i want um 
but that's kind of one way of us looking at it where like yeah like when we participated in western wear it wasn't like the whole thing changed it was just oh i'm gonna buy a west i'm gonna buy a western shirt and bingo bango uh, <laughs> i uh it was not hard for us for some reason i don't know and maybe because we were still kind of earlier to it the western shirt thing i mean we saw bryce Lens do their um the prototypes really early on. I think now, of course, you can buy it directly. You know, the participation in it. It's funny how people like, you know, they wait for it to be ubiquitous and that therefore it makes it easier for them to do it. Like, you know, um, but because I think we live in LA, costuming houses, um, and also we're just good at finding shit on eBay. We were able to go, okay, I want a Western shirt now. And we were able to find it for relatively cheap. You know, like I found my sawtooth in like 2018 uh, at the flea market. And it's a Levi sawtooth. You know, I found my my black western shirt at you know uh, at, in japan i found stuff on ebay you know it's it's whatever um but one thing i mean i think you and i did ivy as kind of a trend i think you know we went from like a little bit of like you know super 30s you know 30s 40s 50s and then when we when we wanted to it kind of came at a point where you and i wanted to wear uh tailoring on a more day-to-day basis and i think drake slash ivy kind of came in that's kind of a trend in our overall life and of course i had staying power but that kind of i think came about because we just saw drakes you know we saw these guys you know and maybe yeah maybe it's because we actually saw people who were our age well maybe i think they're a little bit older than us but like people who are relatively young doing cool things wearing tailoring that wasn't the armory because that wasn't bespoke stuff and it wasn't like movie stars so it was a way for us so stuffy yeah, and it was guys that we were in, like, that we kind of had more kinship with, you know? And maybe now we don't talk to those guys as much anymore, but there is some, it, it was kind of, even though it is brand marketing, I know, I know Atomic Dynamo, Dynamo will be like, hey, it's all, it's all, it's all trying to scam you, which is true. But, like, it was still people like us, you know? And so that it's, it's almost like a photograph um, that you would find because it's like, it's, it feels more real in, in that sense, quotation marks. And so, like, I think Ivy just had like, oh, we can do that. And we did. And it didn't require too much of us, I think. Like, I think our ties kind of stayed the same. Maybe we started to buy OCBDs more often. Like, we we kind of collected those more than just spear points, you know. And then, of course, we could always wear the OCBDs on their own. Like, that's not like it, it wasn't it wasn't like, a, oh, we can all we can go all in on this trend and then never wear it again. Like, we. We still, I still wear the same OCBDs I've had for years. Like, it's not like yeah. I lost them. I mean, that's you know? that's the other difference is like everything that we buy, we just want to wear for years. So yeah, and and the cool yeah. thing about menswear is that we can, uh, if you, it's hard to do trends if you want to be a minimalist because that that requires you <laughs> to constantly, you know, throw out stuff. But if you're like us and you just keep it forever, then no problem. Everything's all good. Um, mm. I know here's something that I know you didn't do, Spencer, but the tucked tie is something that I did. I'm trying to remember, I'm trying to think of like things that I actually did participate in. And yeah. that was because practically speaking, you know, as we've talked about a long time ago, ties are long. And if you buy a, a new, if you buy a, any tie made after 1950 or, uh, or 1960, maybe all ties are going to be long. And ties have remained long, even though high-waisted trousers have come back. So if you're going to wear that tie, you have to tuck it in. And that's how the Armory did it. That's how B and Taylor did it. And so I did it. And it's not just practical. I knew it was a move that, you know, hashtag menswear did. But it, that has stuck with me because, not because I want to keep that aspect alive. It's because I still want to keep my, my modern ties that I've thrifted or the Drake's ties or whatever because people still make ties that are too long and if I want to wear it and keep a narrow knot, I'm not going to make a fucking tight ass knot 
If I want to keep it in there or not, I have to tuck it in. Well, again, so that's, is, that's, would you call that a trend, or is that like you know, like well, I, you, I in think, the same way you could say it's like, oh, I'm unbuttoning the top two buttons of my shirt. That's a trend. I'm doing the unbuttoned button trend. Well, right I now. would say I think in a sense it was for me because it it allowed me to wear my modern ties. Or allowed mm-hmm. me to open up myself to buying vintage ties because at first I was like, oh, I can only buy vintage ties because that's the only thing that's going to work with high-waisted pants. You know what I mean? But now I'm like, oh, I can still look cool and not, you know, and, 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 and be like, okay, I, can, I, can, I don't have to wear this brocade tie that's going to fucking fall apart after five wears because it's, <laughs> I'm tying it so tight. I can actually mm-hmm. wear I, – I can find appreciation for modern ties because I don't, I don't want to just wear – I don't like vintage ties – just because they're vintage i like them because of the design and if a modern designer does that design i want that tie too but i just have to tuck it in and of course mm-hmm. now it has added to my whole thing of you get the extra third dimension so it, it has that tuck tie thing has become more than just a trend it is an inherent part of the ethan cannon thing that we're going to finish the year with right we're still going to talk about me and that's right stuff. of course um we talked about men's merch or western wear already how about merch merch was kind of a trend for us i think like mm. like being able to openly wear merch like with a fit as opposed to like a pajama t-shirt maybe <laughs> mm-hmm. i know Spencer, i mean again that was that, that was just more of like i don't you know i don't i didn't really have many t-shirts or anything like that or it's like you know if you're into vintage stuff you can't just go to you can't just like get a ball cap or something you have to like work to find the vintage one um, yeah, and, and most so, yeah. t-shirts, vi- most vintage t-shirts are inherently merch t-shirts because that's what they were used for. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah, like like Spencer said at the beginning of this, all of this is just like things that exist, and we're just wearing yeah. them and buying them. I know it's hard, but that's just how. I would how I would say there I wouldn't say there would be a merch trend in the mainstream because that's just a thing that people have always like worn. Yeah. Well, I don't think that that's inherently true. I think I mean, I guess. Not just in the mainstream, but like as a in a fashion way is what I'm saying. Like you know what I mean? Like like you're doing this because you're into fashion. Like yeah, guys have worn merch t-shirts, but nowadays you're gonna wear like the Harley Davidson merch. You're wearing the I vintage. I feel rap like that's tees. been I feel like that's been done for a long time. I feel like band tees and concert tees and stuff like that have have been. But they're but they're like worn they're, for they're, decades. They're, but they but like they're it's like you know like that's the look of like the fashion mf'er now like you know what i mean like okay, that that's yeah. the guy and like and like uh you know when when guys are are when people are making new clothes that look like merch i feel like that makes it a trend you know what i mean like you know guys are making new pants that look kind of like military pants or cargo pants and so guys are making shirts that look like aged rap tees i think that, that i think it's crazy i think I, I you're not wrong but i think it, it's it's just it just proved that it becomes it becomes commoditized in a sense you know and that's what makes what makes it a trend um another another trend uh pair of boots i think for ethan and mj that's kind of a thing however i will say as i said it like in the pair of boot article or in my barber article those things did exist and we're just more late to the trend if anything um because, you know, you and I, we don't really buy stuff from, like, I mean, if we really wanted to get it when it was, like, really peak MFA, we would have done, like, some, like, fucking European proxy site and, like, bought them there or, like, mm-hmm. went on Grailed. But we kind of waited until my friend Nick, uh, shout out Nick, Andre, um, he was there in person. And I was like, I'm going to try this on. And he goes, okay, I think you should size down two sizes. And I go, okay. And so, therefore, I was able to do that. So, there's that. Um Something that I think I was on the forefront of, not really forefront, but fisherman sandals. I think I got into that. Like I got into that like three years ago, um, and and that's also been something that's is been that a trend? 
I think so. I mean, I think okay. I think because guys are really wearing it now. Like, uh, I, I'm on TikTok more than you guys, so I do see. Okay, sure. You know, but like, Fisherman I'm just saying. Like, at what point are you? It's like, oh yeah, I bought. I got. I got boxers. I I got joined the boxers trend. I got the socks trend. <laughs> well, here's the thing. It's, Today, right now, I'm wearing the pajamas and t-shirt trend. Right, well, as we're recording. I hey those of you who know I don't wear boxers so if I start wearing boxers you know that it's a trend for me then that's what I'm saying. Okay. Um, <laughs> I think we um, just started off with a ver- definition of trend that we're no longer following. Oh uh, no, I think I oh, I saw Ethan I saw like fucking Tony Sylvester wearing them. Okay, I know that that's I know that that's one person and I know that there's also plenty of 1930s illustrations. But I think I don't know. I'm just aware that when I got into it more than ever, like I got into it because it it, you got it trends in, in my head. head. How about that? I got okay, trends in my head and I got go. trends, and so in my head it becomes it becomes interesting, and I get into it. Yeah. And I think I think I got into it at a good time because now everyone wants it, um, and it also helps because 2120 also. I mean, see, and I think the fact that the 2120 did it means that there is something there with the zeitgeist. You know, I'm sure Autumn was like, hey, "We got to make this shit," because um, if not, I would have had the fucking buy like churches or whatever mm-hmm. um well okay do you think us doing wallabies was a trend uh, wallabies were trending yes okay, <laughs> wallabies there we go. were a trend there we go i mean yeah so that that's that's another example there i think i mean especially because the drake's guy started wearing them a lot and that kind of was like i got i definitely got influenced by matt and chase but then, of course, you reinforce it because I've seen plenty of 70s photographs. and but, but me seeing it on them was a way to go, okay, there's more than just a 70s high school student. There's a way to do this Ivy, you know? Yeah. Um, and some more recent stuff that I don't, uh, you know, like I think stuff like Saf and Core is a way for me and MJ to kind of um, participate in more designer aspects of trending, uh, you know. And I guess at this point, like Spencer is, I'm sure is tired of saying at this point, but like those are just like niche cultures, like Evan Knorr, like the, like the wide fit gang has always existed. And like, there's a designer mm-hmm. thing. And Safford Court is a way for me to participate in that, you know. Uh, but I think on a more specific note, tonal tailoring, specifically Armani, that I think is more zeitgeisty, you know, especially because 90s is trending within the whole zeitgeist night night openings etc so wearing like the black suit with like a dark shirt whatever is definitely like this micro trend or this movement if you want to call it that and i think me getting into that not just because of that but also because of fraser uh is also uh one reason why so fraser was trending not really but in my head <laughs> it trended again <laughs> trending in your head you made yeah are you please, please don't say that you got into the fraser core trend because again that's not <laughs> that is just you <laughs> hey, I'm I'm at the beginning of this thing. Um, well, I have okay. Let's finish off now with things that did not stick with us. Spencer, what did you try out that did not stick with you? Like I said, the the main thing I can think of is I got a overalls. pair of overalls, um, and that, that that was basically it. I just wore them like twice, and I felt silly. Like in like you know, there are times where it's like yeah, the first time you wear like a hat or something, it feels kind of weird. But I was just like I was I was not interested in wearing it enough for it to become natural it just didn't feel like me that's interesting like i think yeah costumey is one aspect of do you think if you got into an overalls now when you've had a bit a bit more time to kind of develop that or you think it'll always it'll always be like maybe if i found like i don't know if i found like a cool pair that wasn't i don't know man like maybe a pair of like white overalls like painters overalls or something uh but like i don't know it's just one of those things where yeah the coveralls and the the overalls are always like 
that that's a little sometimes that's a little bit tough um because that's like i don't know that is that is there's a difference between looking like it's like oh maybe this guy just like shops at military surplus stores or maybe this guy you know like <laughs> works in a factory during the day versus like oh this guy's a farmer or like coming home from the factory like right now like that there's a difference between those kinds of looks you know yeah yeah i think that's tough because like i mean what 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 uh, inspired you to what, what was the trend <laughs> for you i know i know it's I, just again it was and, just like i would Ethan see Newton. like vintage vintage dealers yeah and like you know the bryceland's guys wearing them and i'd be like oh this is you know this is kind of fun i should try it and then i had an amazon gift card that i didn't know what i was gonna do with any <laughs> i didn't know what i wanted to do with it and so i got some overalls uh yeah. which i wore a couple times and again like maybe if it was yeah, a cooler pair of vintage overalls that might make a difference yeah, um, I do that think just... that like having having something cool about the actual garment that you're getting might help with that. You know, mm -hmm. it's better than just. I mean, there's more of a connection as opposed to just buying the thing. You know, and that, but that was also a thing where it's like you know the the cool vintage ones can be expensive, so I wanted a way to experiment without dropping like two hundred dollars or something on something that I might not wear ever again. Oh yeah, that's yeah. a downside too. Sometimes the 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 good stuff that that really helped make it work is going to be expensive anyway exactly uh, uh for me i mean maybe i'm just i know maybe I, i'm not calling i'm not using the word trend in regards to myself correctly because i it just sounds like because you know trends are inherently tied to experimentation and, and everything i know that that's a little bit different uh, mm -hmm. i know that i was aware of the slim fit trend uh you know that or the or this the hash will look as a whole and i did not get into that because of the trend but because i wanted to be modern i guess that that could be the same thing but i want to differentiate my modern fits from my vintage fits so it's not really like i was participating it's more so just i wanted to wear a suit and i could i was not aware or i didn't have the confidence to just wear vintage all the time and i wasn't aware of like contemporary classic men's or whatever you want to call the armory so i had to be disparate in both you know and slim fit was a way for me to do that um mm -hmm. but more specifically I think Patagonia baggies. I think I definitely was influenced a little bit for those. Um, I and the only reason I I got away from it is because I uh, couldn't fit into them. I think I got one size too small, and I didn't feel like returning them. I think I couldn't. You know, they were like twenty bucks, and I don't know who I get. Who did I give them to? Did they give them to you, MJ? The, the uh, I, I have them. Yeah. Yeah, the ones with the. the ones do they have like a. Yeah, with like the cool rose embroidered the, on it or whatever the patch. Yeah, the yeah, I have it. Damn. Yeah, and so those are cool. I'm sure I would have broken those out every once in a while, but I just I couldn't like they were just too tight on my thighs, and I if I put something in the pocket, they would bulge. And so, but I've actually you know those ideas like those easy shorts, at least for home wear, I wear the J Crew these like J Crew drawstring shorts that I have two pairs of. I don't really wear them outside unless I'm like. I wear okay. I do wear them not really as like an intentional fit, but I wear them uh, when I come home. I go to the gym. I change out of my suit, and then I go okay. Well, I'm gonna watch a movie at like 10 o'clock at night, and I don't want to wear pajamas and I don't want to wear jeans, so I wear those shorts. Um, but there's that. Um, I don't think I did knit polos. Uh, I know the swatches was the swatches was kind of like a trend. Also, again, that just sounds like me getting into something that is cool, that is normally cool, and has lasting power. Um, but I, I think I would argue that swatches were a little micro-trend that kind of unlocks things um, for people. Um, and I still wear my swatches. I think they're fun. Um, 
I moved away from overly Drake styling. Um, mm -hmm. Although I say that now, even though my at the time my most recent photo is me wearing purple socks, and so maybe not <laughs> not really. Um, so there is that. Um, but like you know, like like work vest. I think the vest part was definitely like a trend or a small experiment for me. You know, I gave those to MJ because I ended up just wearing jackets more than vests. I just I I love the whole full sleeve thing. Um, but what that really brings me down to is I think my casual style is probably the most trend sensitive thing because I think that that's what's changed the most over the years. I think, you know, going from like vintage casual because I hung out with Spencer to doing SLP light, you know, like a T-shirt with like a leather jacket and like slim jeans or I guess not slim jeans, the jeans I had at the time with like Chelsea boots, um, which I still own, um, like doing that because I want to be in conversation with things. You know, I, you know, casual style is where I am forcing myself to be at the same playing field as other people. Super arrogant for me to say, I know that, but like, you know, Oh yeah. Going from, uh, again, striped shirts or gab shirts with, you know, casual jackets with Spencer SLP light or like basic bastard light in my own way for dates or hanging out with people who are not menswear. Um, and then now I just kind of, I don't know if I even have, I know I have a casual style now. I think it's just more now, am I wearing a tie or not? Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, there's an aspect of like, you know, I, I just kind of wear my, like the tailoring, that's just my default. But I think that when, when, when you are trying to be a part of the conversation intentionally, you know, uh, that is where trends. And I guess this whole second half has been more about experimentation, which, I, you know, however you get inspired from it. You do get inspired from a trend or some kind of micro trend, but it's a way to access um, things that you want to try out for yourself and see if things stay. And, you know, to our credit, I think most of the things that we experiment with, most of them stick with us. And the reason why we do not stick with them, um, if, if any, is because there is something else that we also like. Um, and, you know, I think... Someone even said that Ethan's moved. Uh, I remember one guy said, oh, you don't do the beret trend anymore. And that like freaked me out. I was like, what? I still wear berets. And I realized I haven't in a long time. And that's because the Ethan, the trend of wearing your hair. Just kidding. That's not really a trend. That's just literally our body part. But like that's that is something that we've uh, that, you know, that I've kind of been a part of um, or not been a part of. But like, that's something I've embraced. And so like, you know, ultimately, I think trends are just a vehicle to find out how you want to communicate with the greater culture of clothing and what you, and what you find with your own expressive goals. And I don't think that trends are bad. I don't think that that's not been that's, that hasn't been the uh, the thesis of this of this podcast, but it's just kind of like find a way to participate or just, you know, to overall not even participate just be aware of clothing in general. Just like, just look at yeah. everything and just find out what you like. And that's what we did early on. That's why Spencer is saying all these things we've seen before. I know, I know that we've, that these aren't new to us, but they're new to me wearing them. And sometimes it does take a trend or something happening in the zeitgeist to inspire that within you. You know, again, Spencer being more into sneakers than I was Spencer being more like, you know, buying a hoodie before I did. And, and of course, you know, we were around, we were around Doug who was wearing hoodies and of course being to, to know more of the vintage sellers in that way. That's not really a trend, but it trended for me in my own world because in my, my world of illustration photographs, no one is wearing a hoodie with whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but Spencer was, Spencer was wearing a hoodie with, you know, penny loafers and jeans or whatever. And I'm like, you know what? 
I want to do that too. John John Greenacre also did the same thing too, but in an Ivy way with his like you know, um, and and I had like you know like Berkeley or Cal. Uh, a cow sweater that my mom got when she visited there and so like I get to wear that so you know again these trends are just for me a way to it, it's a vehicle for experimentation and a lot of these stuff end up sticking with me and if they don't it's because they usually it's because they don't fit it's me anymore good. and they go to MJ uh, MJ do you have any thoughts on, on I know before we close out here on trends I know that you are again to, compared to me, to me and Spencer you are the newer person to classic menswear and mm. you also are in more in the zeitgeist as well because you know, you have you have coworkers who are not all classic mentor people. You have those damn plastic clogs, whatever the fuck they are. That's pretty trendy to me. Yeah. To me, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's funny because Spencer, because I I experiment more a little bit more than Spencer, but I know that those aren't inherently trends. But you, everything you do, not everything you do is a trend, but like you do more trendy stuff than us. So any any other closing thoughts? Yeah, I mean, like I guess for me recently, things that I've picked up. Yeah, the uh, the the plastic or foam clogs is probably one of them. Um, oh, the, uh, the, I feel like the EG vests are kind of like, kind of, uh, kind of trendy when I got into, I'm through, um, you know, I found out th about them through Derek and, you know, apparently like the utility vest thing was, was kind of, we're talking about Derek, uh, different Derek, uh, uh, Oh, uh, um, yeah. Um, so I guess that could be one. Um, but I'm just kind of in that phase of just trying to wear all my clothes that I own right now. <laughs> um, well, that's what I'm doing. Right. Um, I am trying to get away from slim fit, particularly pants, um, you know, stuff that I've just had or that you've given to me that don't fit as as regular i mean yeah i wide. gave them to you because i've I, yeah i've replaced them with the wide stuff and i didn't want to give them away because i think they were they were fine for people who like they're not like overly slim but they were like definitely like um not not good for my own expression but they yeah. i thought that they were still good for people to wear because i know that you didn't want to go all in on wide fit you know a couple of years ago either yeah um and so they were your gateway i guess yeah because like uh for example like you know slim fit like Banana Republic or J. Crucino's just kind of like aren't it for me anymore. Um, yeah. So uh, that's like the. I know it's not like a recent trend. It's just kind of like Slim Fit is just still kind of like floating out there. But um, yeah, that's probably your, your thing. Your thing about wearing all your clothes, I think, is really cool because I know that you you probably embody even more than I do uh, the concept of force versatility. Like, I know that you'll wear the clogs with, like, military fatigues. And I think that's probably more trendy with, like, I, I think I've seen something similar from, like, you know, um, like, TikTok stuff. Yeah. Um, but but I do think, like, for me, like, I would never have done that. Uh, and so, you know, for you to, like, get to be able to get more inspiration from that, from other people, I think is really cool in a way that makes it still authentic. Because, I mean, you don't, you don't, as we've discussed in your own episode, which people should listen to, I... Uh, you you're not just clones of me and Spencer. Like we all have a distinct style, which I think is really really cool. And I think it's because we all find trends or find trends that we that we that we like or we get inspired in a general term from a lot of different things, even though they might stem from maybe similar places. They're still expressed in different ways. Um, 
Yeah. But you also, I mean, we also, none of us, me and Spencer would probably just never wear clogs to begin with. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, one thing that the, I, uh, yeah. Oh, the last part. Ahead. Well, it's not really a recent one, but I remember rugby's were kind of like, like, Thing oh yeah, while. that's kind of a yep. trend. I mean, not. I mean, not really because rugby's were a trend around the same time that the fleece thing, the whole yeah. like '80s, '70s athletic. Um, yeah, that's probably it's one just, that yeah. I kind of like. I held on to like from the beginning, I guess. Um, obviously, not wearing it much now because it's like 90 degrees every day. But uh, yeah, right now I'm in the summer trend. Yeah, I'm, I'm in. Pretty I'm soon, in, I think I'm gonna be in the fall trend. I'm in the heat. Yeah, I'm in the heat trend. It's it's the a hot trend today. Trend. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I might take I mean, a shower trend after we stop recording. <laughs> I might take a. I'm gonna a, do the a lunch trend. You think we're on yeah. the we're on the podcast trend? That's <laughs> right. We are doing a podcast trend right now. And I and I started the blog because of the blog trend, kind of right. I mean, mm-hmm. I was still and we were hey we were late to all of them and we're still doing it eight years later. So technically, we're doing the same thing. We if we decide if we decide to do it, we're gonna do it forever. I think the whole point of this episode of this extra long episode is that you can you can just if you like something, wear it, and it doesn't matter if it's popular or not. It's fine. <laughs> just keep wearing. Yeah, it. just just do it. That's that's the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um. I'll I'll end it there. Thank you guys for listening to the. I had like one more thought, and I literally I can't remember it because I think that you preempted it with your very succinct way of of putting it all together. Oh, I was gonna say I know that a lot of people are gonna listen to this and be like, "Those aren't trends. That's just how I dress." And I real I realize that as I've been talking to Spencer this whole time. But I think what makes this interesting is that because clothing is. One of those things where you can only wear one thing every day. I mean, unless you want to change it up every single day, um, like multiple times in a day. You do have to decide what you want in that moment. And that's why a lot of people decide to do one thing, which is what makes them volatile to trends where you have to like, okay, once once that has been overplayed or done with, then you move on to the next thing. But not everyone is like us where you keep everything forever. So that's why, like Spencer says, if you like it, you should wear it and keep it and keep it forever and wear it till you get patina and it rips and you repair it and whatever. Um, and that way, it's not a trend. You don't have to change everything. You can just stick with it. Um, and that, that doesn't mean that you can't be influenced by trends. But when you do it, it's best to do it in a way that makes sense for you and that you know that you're not going to give it away um, just because it's not popular. If you can't fit into yeah. it, RIP. Uh, that's that's, right. that's on There's, you. There are other and, reasons you might stop wearing it, but you shouldn't wear it just because it's not on Instagram anymore. That is correct. But yep. you know what is on Instagram, Spencer? We are. That's right. You can go to Ad Style Direction uh, to follow us, see all the cool photos of, of the things that we like. We post inspo. We post um, stuff that we talk about on, on the podcast there. It also has a link. Actually, no, it doesn't because the link goes. We don't have we don't have a link in bio thing because uh, no. I don't want to pay for it. Um, I guess I could write that off. But anyway, you can go to patreoncom direction, access to our Discord if you subscribe. Five dollars a month gives you access to that Discord and our long list of bonus episodes that are full of movie talk and silly talk and Doctor Poop. I am Doctor Poop. Your son's a witch. Um, That's right. Dr. Stephen Poop. But yeah, it's a cool place. We'd really appreciate it if you like the podcast. You know, think of it as like a tip jar that you get some bonus stuff that you didn't ask for because we do it anyway. That's right. Um, $10 a month gives you access to all of that. Plus, MJ says your name. MJ, who are we thanking? We are thanking our Sadcast fanatics who are Shane Curry, Philip Gregard, Henrik Wilberg, and Alexander Batten.
We appreciate you guys so much. Uh, you know, we thank you guys all the time. You can follow me on Instagram at Ethan M. Wong. I'm at Spencer DSO. I'm at Aya MJ. And don't forget to read my essay because I'm definitely going to write about trends on the blog. Uh, read it at uh, a little bit of rust.com. We'll see you next time. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye.